genuine question now. Go ahead. When was the last time you experienced decent, not even like exceptional, just decent customer service? Oh, long time ago. I mean, there's no secret formula for it yet. What we do know is that most companies seem to be pretty bad at it. But not you, my friend, not you, listener. Oh, no. You can create an amazing customer service experience when you use the brand new service hub from HubSpot. Yep, this all-new service hub from HubSpot brings customer service and support together in one simple but powerful platform so you can deliver the best experience possible. And of course, it's powered by AI, not Al, AI, meaning your team can automate those tedious tickets from people who've clearly not read your frequently asked questions. Pain in the backside, aren't they? Oh, and by the way, organizations using HubSpot Service Hub are resolving tickets 13 times faster, helping them to close 42% more tickets per day. That means increasing retention by more than 80%. Thank you, people at HubSpot who, who did the maths on that one, because I wouldn't be able to. I love a bit of data. Did you also know, Al, that it consolidates your entire internal knowledge base into one place? So no matter who is working on support, they'll have the answers at their fingertips. I did know that because I wrote that for you. Well, there you have it. Stand out from the crowd and migrate to HubSpot Service Hub today. Visit HubSpot.com slash service and learn how this all-new solution can help you deliver for your customers. I can't stress enough that if you have no intention of listening to your employees and using their feedback, applying their feedback, you are better doing nothing at all. Hello and welcome to episode one of Truth, Lies and Workplace Culture. Now, this is a podcast for business owners who want to build high-performing teams that genuinely care about the business that you've built. So if that's your bag, then you're in the right place. So let's do some introductions. I'm Al. I'm Leanne. And we co-founded a um, a consultancy called Oblong, which is, well, what does Oblong do, Leanne? Well, Oblong is really founded on exactly what you you mentioned at the beginning there about what this podcast is about. It's, it's built on a belief that the crucial route to business growth and success is to create teams that care as much about the business as you do. Um, So we've created a cultural roadmap to help owner leader businesses achieve just that. It's it's fairly simple. People think these things are rocket science and it's not really, but don't tell them because I wouldn't have a job. Um, (laughs) But really it comes down to great recruitment, um, finding the right people, great engagement, keeping the right people and great management, empowering the right people. Simple enough. Now, you'll probably notice, we're going to give you a little bit of format of this podcast, that uh, Leanne is definitely the expert. She's got 14 years in the field. Um, she's She's got a master's. She's got, she's got na- letters after a name that I don't even know what they mean, but they just make her sound very, very fancy. So the format of this podcast is going to be that um, I will be asking her questions and she'll be basically giving really good replies but also I'm making sure coming from a background of sales and marketing and managing and owning a few businesses myself I'm going to be pushing her to translate that into actual actionable um, items and things that the rest of us who haven't spent 20 years in the field can understand. Does that sound fair? Yes, it does. As business psychologist, I'm sure any any technical person out there that has a real passion can can fall down a rabbit hole of explaining things that 
really don't matter. It's the nuts and bolts. It's the behind the scenes things you don't need to know. It's like when Al starts going on about coding and all other stuff. I'm like, mm, sure, but does it look pretty? <laughs> so yes, I'm here to give you the the science and Al's here to keep me on track in translating that to things that are commercially relevant for your business. Cool. Okay. So there's lots more things I'd like to say, but we might leave those to the end because I think the most important thing we need to do is address the question that we've got in the title, which is what is employee engagement? So Leanne, can you give us um, an idea of what employee engagement is? I can. So employee engagement, I'm not, I'm not entirely sure. Maybe you can help with this. How kind of well-known a term it is in the general business world, in my world, it's it's a thing. It's a big thing. Um, so in the business world, I don't know. But the, the basic principle is that employee engagement or to be an employee who is engaged means that you have positive attitudes, um, thoughts and feelings about both your work and the organization in which you do it. Now, the key is that's not, no, it's not just about employee satisfaction. Um, the key to employee engagement is that these positive attitudes, feelings, thoughts translate to actual positive behaviors within the workplace. And it's these positive behaviors that have a direct impact on business performance. There there is so much research out there and I think one of the things that really bug me and I'll be honest if you ever say this to me you'll see my face change <laughs> is when people say these types of things are fluffy or nice to have and being honest that's just ignorant because there is so much research out there that shows that high employee engagement is not only linked to greater individual outcomes such as well-being individual performance satisfaction um, purpose meaning um, but also business outcomes reduced turnover, improved profitability, increased customer satisfaction, improved innovation, creativity and growth. It is something that is fundamental in growing your business. So I think from what I'm understanding from what you're saying there, and of course, this this is a little bit contrived in that I do understand it. Uh, but for the listener's point of view, then what we're saying is it's not just, as you say, a nice to have, or I dare use that F word that, that makes you <laughs> angry. That's fluffy, by the way, not the other F word. Um, but what we're saying is that an, an disengaged employee is A, more likely to leave, B, more likely to do bad work, and C, potentially corrupt the other part of work, uh, people in the workforce or the team be, with their bad like you I'm sure we've all had it, an employee who comes in late and doesn't really care and um, and just, you know, sits and reads magazines or or, or goes on Facebook when they, they don't think anyone's looking. That's what you would say would be disengaged. Yes, I think somebody who is, and I think that's a, an interesting thing you brought up as well, is that we have engaged employees, we have disengaged employees, and then we have actively disengaged employees. So those disengaged employees might be the people that, you know, spend a bit more time on Amazon or ASOS during the, the extra 10 minutes that, after their lunch break or, you know, spend a bit too much time making some coffee or just do the bare minimum of their job to get by, which is which is fine, you know? They're just doing the bare minimum. But the difficulty is those people are gonna feel frustrated, disillusioned, bored. Um, you know, they're, they're, they're languishing. They're not, they're not happy and they're not fulfilled. So the dangers of those people are gonna become actively disengaged. Those people who are actively disengaged are disruptive forces. So when I guess I hear business leaders talk a bit more about top, 
being having a toxic culture and really that's a result of of employees being disengaged um, because they are proactively working to hinder the progress and outcomes of the business the interesting thing about employee engagement as well is that the statistics are quite shocking Um, so it's estimated that the vast majority of employees are either disengaged or proactively or actively disengage talking kind of only about 20 to 30 percent at best of an organization is engaged one of the analogies that we we like to use a lot of long hq to kind of explain the the real danger of not just the people who are actively disengaged but those people who are or in the middle is imagine a rowing boat with with 10 rowers in it you've got two people that are really engaged and they're pulling as hard as they can to push that boat forward then you've got two and two rowers on the other side of the boat who are actively disengaged and they're rowing as hard as they can in the other direction just to just to make sure the business or the boat doesn't go forward so that's four people rowing in opposite directions but then you've still got the six people in the middle they're not rowing at all they're making zero effort to, to hinder the progress of the boat, but they're also making no effort to push it forward. Those are the people that are disengaged and those are the people that if you can reach as a business leader and create create the, the environment that's needed to engage them, that's what's going to propel your business forward. Okay, well, this, this, I mean, I do really like that analogy, and I overused it in other stuff. That analogy of the boat. We've even got an image somewhere, I think, which we might try and <laughs> pop up in the uh, in the in the in the show notes. Um, but so let's just take an example. Let's go proper concrete example. So um, I am a. Let's pretend I own a um, a design agency, and I've got twenty five employees, um, and then there's me and maybe two or three others who are who are management leaders, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, which is probably probably the similar to most of the people who are listening to this right now you're not to win we're not necessarily talking to people you know the ibms have got two hundred fifty thousand people across the world we're talking to you the person who owns a business so i own a business i've got 25 employees um what you're saying there in fact let's do it 30 because then the math works out so what you're saying there is that at any point in time let's say four or five are massively engaged and are pulling the, the business forward so they might be doing like going the extra mile for client work they might be thinking about stuff at home in their own time because they're happy to do so um, they might be creating new uh, new processes or improving existing processes then what you're saying is the four or five people who are actively disengaged and they're going to be well what are they doing so they're not going to follow the new processes they're going to be very vocal negatively when things change. They might be taking an approach with clients that is destructive and detrimental. Um, it's likely that, and you know, these are things that are intentional. It's likely as well that they're, you know, that because they are dis- disengaged, they're not, they don't care. They, they, they just have lost all, all care. So their attention to detail is going to be reduced um and i think as well they the the danger there is you've got people who are working really hard and really engaged and believe in what the business is trying to do you got people who are just completely disillusioned and causing they're the people that cause the fires you know you know those times where you wake up and you you see that notification on your phone from that person you're like oh god here we go again Mm -hmm. because they're you know that they're yes they're unsatisfied they're they're disengaged um and I guess the danger is that you've got these people that are working 
giving that, you know, going the extra mile, uh, working really hard, that the, the risk as a business owner is that you over-rely on those people because they're the people that make your life easier, but they're the people you're going to give more to and more responsibility and ask more of, and they're the people that burn out. So I'm going to ask you in a second about what are the main signs that you've got people who are engaged or disengaged in your in your business. But what's the advantage of going after those people in the middle of the boat? So we've talked about them actively disengaged. We've talked about the actively engaged. What's the advantage of going for them? I mean, why not just leave it as it is? The danger of leaving it as it is, is like any business problem. If you've got revenue leakage and you're not sure where it's going, if you leave it as it is, that revenue is going to continue to decline. You can't afford to leave it as it is. You have to do something about it. So there's a few different ways. And it's like, you know, if you're looking at, at saving money within your business, there's a few different ways that you can look at it. But it's going for the people or the, the areas of least resistance, getting those quick wins and that boost it's really going to have an impact on the morale, the culture within your organization, but also on, on your, your capacity and your influence as a leader. Um, yes, it's brilliant to try and go, go after those people that are actively disengaged and try and bring them around. But the fact is you've got the majority of people sat there who who aren't, aren't actively disengaged yet. They're not actively working against you or the business. So, you know, target those people first um, and hopefully start to see some of those improvements come through and that in turn might start to, you know, change the, the thoughts and attitudes of people who are actively disengaged. I am quickly interrupting this phenomenal podcast to recommend another phenomenal podcast, Nudge. We love Nudge, hosted by Phil Agnew, a true gent. It is, of course, brought to you by the Hubspot Podcast Network, the audio destination for business professionals. But that is not the only reason we're recommending it, is it, Al? No, it's not. No, we've recommended it to lots of people. In fact, if you look at any of our YouTube comments, it won't take you long, there's about 20 of them, <laughs> then you'll see that we recommend Phil uh, to anyone who likes our pod. Well, on Nudge, you're going to learn simple evidence-backed tips. It's going to help you kick bad habits, get a raise, and grow a business. Oh, and it's the UK's fastest growing business podcast. For now. For now, Phil, we're coming for you, buddy. <laughs> if you loved hearing Rory Sutherland from Ogilvy on our show back in episode 83, then Phil's latest episode has Rory on again talking about McDonald's, smoking, and why the pension system is broken. I suppose we should say that actually Rory's been on a couple of times on to nudge. It's not that uh, Phil's seen what we've done and gone, I'll have Rory. So I think it's important yeah, for no, us to Yeah, no, we say copied. That. We copied Phil. Anyway, listen to Nudge wherever you get your podcasts. Cool. Okay. So, can if if I was ask you um, from all your experience of doing all this, what do you th if what are the signs of dis of disengagement? Um, so, I mean, I'm sure you've seen hundreds of businesses, and you can go in there. And from me as this fictional business agency owner, then what am I looking out for? that might tell me that I've got a disengaged mm. workforce? I mean, I think there's a, there's a number of, of very clear performance indicators, first of all, from a business perspective. Um, the first and, and, and most obvious one perhaps is going to be a high turnover rate. So if you've got lots of people leaving your business, um, then that is a sign that you've, there is an issue with engagement um, and I think that's what's interesting about the kind of the whole media hype about the great resignation following the pandemic and how it's completely fundamentally changed how people think about work and it's not 
it's not fun. People have thought that way about work for a long time. It's just now a case that they've been given an alternative reality. Um, so they're going to the organizations that can provide them with that on a, on a longer term basis. Um, so yeah, if you have a, a high turnover rate, that's a clear sign. Other clear signs are going to be high absenteeism, although that's probably more closely related to burnout or stress so people who are ill from work for long periods of time um it, it can be more indicative of, of stress um but as i mentioned before if we're putting extra responsibilities and workload expectations on those few people that are engaged that leads to burnout um so the issue is the same as in business issue with engagement other things could be stagnant growth. Um, as I mentioned, employee engagement is predictive of organizational growth. It's also predictive of creativity and innovation. So if you're struggling to get any kind of real accountability and ideas and you know, kind of bold ideas that are going to push the business forward, that could be a sign that um, there is an issue with employee engagement. Um, and I think as well, if you have if you struggle with your management team, if you're a senior leader or a business owner and you don't feel you have the managers around you to kind of prevent problems, spot risks, basically be that that buffer for you, but you know, then then I think that could be a sign of of potential engagement issues as well. So using the analogy in, in my world of sales and marketing, then we often talk about this uh, leaky bucket where if you're going out there and advertising and getting new clients in, but you can't you can't convert them or um, it's not quite, you've not got the processes or even the staff aren't converting the employees, the salespeople aren't converting these people properly. You've got this leaky bucket. Um, so it doesn't matter how much you fill it up, it's always going to flow out. Now, what it sounds like is that what you're saying there is with, with your teams and employees, unless you've got everyone or as many people as possible engaged, people aren't planning on leaving, then just by adding more people to the team, you're going to sort of maybe add more petrol to the fire or gasoline if you're from the, from the US. You're adding more fuel to the fire, which is going to mean that people are going to leave quicker. I mean, is, is that... What do you think about that? Is that is that reasonable? Yeah, absolutely. Because I think the the interesting thing about particularly smaller businesses is that even just a, a, you know two or three new hires can fundamentally change the dynamic of the business. If you've only got twenty people in your organisation, you're adding like another ten percent to your team. That's significant. If you compare that to someone like Facebook, that's like adding eighty thousand people to the organisation. You know, it, it's a lot. Um, so and, and that change in disruption um, in itself can threaten employee engagement. So if, if people aren't aren't engaged, it, it's not going to help. The issue you have as well with kind of adding to that leaky bucket, as you say, is if you don't have your, for a better kind of way of saying it, shit together when it comes to people <laughs> and culture, what you're telling your, your candidates that are coming in, you know, the great talent you want to bring into your organization about what your organization looks like and, and how it's like to work there. And, and they come in and completely disillusioned because what they see isn't what you've described mm. then they're all they're, they're they're disengaged before they've even finished their onboarding process um so yeah if you don't get these things right or at least start to implement things that will um you're wasting money in terms of well everything recruitment training yeah it's just it's just not sustainable and it's not scalable so the target listener is someone who's got a service business which is reliant on 
um, in, on employee and employee output. So if we think about that, and you let's say that someone's got 30, 40 employees um, at this point in time, they recognize some of the things you've been talking about there. What tools can they use to measure the employee engagement? Mm -hmm. So I I think the, the, the interesting thing about employee engagement, well, I think it's interesting. <laughs> the interesting thing about employee engagement is that it is it, it provides us with a predictable model of employee behavior. So by that, what I mean is that is that the, the most influential employee engagement models out there from a, a psychology perspective are engagement models that what you put in as a business owner, what you can have direct influence over is going to impact employee attitudes, thoughts, feelings, and then in turn, it's going to impact on employee behaviors and then in turn, organizational performance. What do you recommend someone says, shit, I need to know how engaged my employees are. What, are they, what tools do they use to find that out? Mm -hmm. So the best the best way of, of finding that out is to run a really comprehensive employee engagement audit. Um, and that will include looking at the current structures, policies uh, within your organization, then actually running a survey that's going to measure not only how uh, the, the drivers engagement within the organization, but how that's currently impacting on employees' attitudes and behaviors. Um, and then we can also connect that performance as well. Um, and then developing some kind of action plan or roadmap um, that you're going to commit to to make things better. I can't stress enough that if you have no intention of listening to your employees and using their feedback, applying their feedback, you are better doing nothing at all because you're just gonna you're just gonna make the disengagement worse if if you do that. In terms of tools out there, as you say, we offer a tool like that, and there's lots of consultancies out there that will as well. Uh, Real World Group, Robinson Cooper, to name a couple. But there are also some really great free tools out there if you just want to do a quick health check. Um, the one that I think is um, kind of empirically the most sound and is free is the HSE Management Standards Survey, uh, which is free available on their website. It's about 30 questions. It comes with an analysis tool as well. Um, so you can be able to kind of see the, the areas there. I think it, it, it's just important, as I said, to make sure that having the data is great but it's also making sure that you have the expertise either with, within your organization or external to it that's going to help you translate that into into actions and plans that are going to have an impact yeah and and i think that it's again as a sales as a sales marketing guy for for oblong i think it's really important that that we stress that that it's that yes we have our own survey but it's not about the survey, it's about the results. You can do this on Google Forms, you can do this on SurveyMonkey or something if you really want to, um, even though they probably shouldn't. Mm, yeah, yeah, I, 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 I'm uncomfortable suggesting that simply because it's the reason that business psychology, occupational psychology exists as a profession is that so much work is done into making sure we're measuring what we're actually going out to measure. And a lot of the engagement surveys out there or, or will brand themselves engagement surveys. I'm going to name this more because it's I've come across it, clients using it more, something like Office Vibe, is that Office Vibe is actually more measuring employee satisfaction. Um, and that is an attitude of employee engagement, that's an outcome. Um, so it's making sure you're measuring exactly what you want to measure. Um, so I, I would, if you're, if you're not in a position to hire a consultant, I would look at something like the HSE or even the Gallup 12, that's fairly cost-effective. I think it's about 20 pounds per person. Um, and empirically, scientifically, it's gonna give you reliable data that you can apply within your business. 
Okay, so I think hopefully by now that not only do you have an idea of what employee engagement is, but you'll have an idea of A, why you should care, uh, B, what examples or what the real life looks like when someone is engaged or disengaged. Remember that boat where you've got four at the front rowing, rowing their, their, their little backsides off, four at the back rowing the opposite direction and the rest of them in the middle just bimbling around sharpening Reading their a book, watching <laughs> the flowers grow. <laughs> so um, we know that. And also, Leanne's given us a couple of really good tools that you can use. Um, there, obviously, we have our own, which is a bit more in depth. And I think the, the the difference is that it's you can use one of those tools, but unless you really know what you're looking at, then you can actually potentially do more harm than good. I think that that probably sums it up. Is there anything else you want to add to the end of this? The only thing that I would add is information is always power. And that's a great thing about having insights about your business. Uh, you know, you wouldn't create a finance strategy without checking your bank account and consulting your finance manager. So why create a people and culture strategy without gathering some data and checking with a professional? Um, in terms of resources, I said there's some great, great free ones out there. And I'm sure we'll link them in the description. But if you are just generally interested in engagement what it all means um, and i couldn't recommend um engage engage for success uh, more highly this is the uh based on the McLeod report from 2009 so yeah check it and out. is that a book or is that a tool or? it's a website um and it's a really great website it's got a blog you can also download the full 200 odd page report should you wish um it also has um lots of different resources on there as well uh, some surveys that you can use some tips for management um loads of things on there so yeah practical tools and also just some really good information cool okay so if you're listening to this and you fancy 25 minutes chatting to a business psychologist then drop us an email email podcast at oblonghq.com and we'll pick someone out of the bag and give them 25 minutes free. Leanne's looking at me because she didn't know I was going to do I this. I have not been consulted on this. <laughs> but yes, now of course, I would love to. That and, uh, and if you have any comments or thoughts, just email podcast at oblonghq.com. If you're interested in employee engagement and in, in resilience, in building great teams, in anything we've talked about here, it's all covered at oblonghq.com, which is our website. And there's a contact form there you can get in touch with us. Um... Is there anything else to cover? Have we covered it? Have we done it? I think we've done it. Episode one of podcast. Cool. Right. We'll see you next time then. Bye. Bye-bye.